Welcome to the Super Sleuth Podcast, presented by the Frostburg State University Children's Literature Center. Get ready to time travel with your hosts, Bill and Cameron, and use your detective skills to identify our mystery famous person. We'll give you 10 clues about our famous person, plus we'll give you the meanings of three vocabulary words related to our famous person. Using the 10 clues and three vocabulary words, can you identify our mystery famous person? Be sure to listen all the way through our podcast because Bill and Cameron will also have a special segment involving superheroes and will tell you all about an awesome new book. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Are you ready to have fun? Let's start the Super Sleuth Podcast. Cam, how are you? I'm good. Are you ready? I am ready. You look ready. I think we're ready to do a podcast. This is season four and episode five. Okay, let's begin. Let's talk about who we featured the last episode. Yes. Last episode, we featured none other than Nikola Tesla. Yes, that's true. And the book we used was The Life Electric by Azadi Westergaard and illustrated by Julia Sarda. We're ready for the vocabulary word. Yes. The first vocabulary word was bedridden. So if you guessed bedridden, you were correct. Okay. And the second vocabulary we were looking for was a noun, and it it was patent. Mm -hmm. And then the last vocabulary word was an adjective, and it was prolific. So if you guessed prolific, you guessed correctly. All right. And then finally, the superhero from last time was none other than Sue Storm, who was a part of the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. Very good. Let's do the clues for this episode. Would Uh, you like to begin? Yes, I'll begin. Clue number one. I was born August 23rd, 1978 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and my first name came from a type of Japanese beef that my parents had noticed on a restaurant menu. Number one. I was born August 23rd, 1978 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and my first name came from a type of Japanese beef that my parents had noticed on a restaurant menu. Clue number two. When I was three, I loved to watch my dad play basketball on television. When I watched, I would often run down the hallway, jump onto my mini trampoline, and slam a ball into an eight-foot-high plastic hoop. Clue number two. When I was three, I loved to watch my dad play basketball on television. When I watched, I would often run down the hallway, jump onto a mini trampoline, and slam a ball into an eight-foot-high plastic hoop. Clue number three. My sister, Sharia, says my personality comes from my mother, Pam, who was the stern one. I never smile while playing sports because it is serious to me. Clue number three. My sister Sharia says my personality comes from my mother, Pam, who was the stern one. 
I never smile while playing sports because it is serious to me. Clue number four. In 1983, my family moved to Ritai, Italy, a small city 15 miles from Rome, so my father could continue his basketball career. My two sisters and I spent many afternoons learning to speak Italian. I later learned how to speak Spanish. Clue number four. In 1983, my family moved to Ritai, Italy, a small city 15 miles from Rome, so my father could continue his basketball career. My two sisters and I spent many afternoons learning to speak Italian. I later learned how to speak Spanish. Clue number five. While we lived in Italy, my grandfather Cox lived in the United States and he recorded NBA games on his television, boxed up the tapes, and sent them to me. I watched them time after time. Clue number five. While we lived in Italy, my grandfather Cox lived in the United States, and he recorded NBA games on his television, television boxed up the tapes, and sent them to me. I watched them time after time. Clue number six. When we returned to the United States in 1991, I felt like an outsider. I did not understand American slang and didn't know what clothes were cool. So I took out my anger and used it on the basketball court. Clue number six. When we returned to the United States in 1991, I felt like an outsider. I did not understand American slang and didn't know what clothes were cool. So I took out my anger and used it on the basketball court. Clue number seven. In 1992, I attended Lower Marion High School and started on the varsity basketball team as a freshman and spent every free second practicing basketball. Clue number seven. In 1992, I attended Lower Marion High School and started on the varsity basketball team as a freshman and spent every second practicing basketball. Clue number eight. By the time I was a senior, I was considered to be the best high school player in the entire country and recruited by every college basketball team but I decided to enter the 1996 NBA draft and was chosen by the Charlotte Hornets, who quickly traded me to the Los Angeles Lakers. Clue number eight. By the time I was a senior, I was considered to be the best high school player in the entire country and recruited by every college basketball team. But I decided to enter the 1996 NBA draft and was chosen by the Charlotte Hornets, who quickly traded me to the Los Angeles Lakers. Clue number nine. In my first season in the NBA, 1996 to 1997, I had trouble fitting in because I was much younger than my teammates. To make it worse, I missed a shot on the playoffs against the Utah Jazz and sent the game into overtime and then missed three shots, and the Lakers' season was over. After the game, when we arrived home in California, 
I drove to a high school down the street from my home and shot baskets all night, determined not to let my teammates or fans down ever again. Clue number nine. In, in my first season in the NBA, 1996 and 1997, I had trouble fitting in because I was much younger than my teammates. To make it worse, I missed a shot in the playoffs against the Utah Jazz and sent the game into overtime, and then missed three shots and the Lakers season was over. After the game, when we arrived home in California, I drove to a high school down the street from my home and shot baskets all night, determined not to let my teammates or fans down ever again. Clue number 10. I played for the Los Angeles Lakers for 20 seasons. They retired both of my jersey numbers, 8 and 24, in 2017. During my career, I was an 18-time All-Star and 5-time winner of the NBA championship. I was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2020 posthumously. Clue number 10. I played for the Los Angeles Lakers for 20 seasons. They retired both of my jersey numbers, 8 and 24, in 2017. During my career, I was an 18-time All-Star and 5-time winner of the NBA championship. I was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2020 posthumously. Clue number 11. I wrote and animated the short film called Dear Basketball, which won an Academy Award in 2018. And I created the Mama Sports Academy, which is a training facility for young athletes. Clue number 11. I wrote and animated the short film called Dear Basketball, which won an Academy Award in 2018. And I created the Mamba Sports Academy, which is a training facility for young athletes. Clue number 12. Along with my wife, Vanessa, we founded a family foundation whose goals are helping young people in need, encouraging the development of physical and social skills through sports, and assisting the homeless. During my lifetime, I granted over 200 requests for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Who am I? Clue number 12. Along with my wife, Vanessa, we founded a family foundation whose goals are helping young people in need, encouraging the development of physical and social skills through sports, and assisting the homeless. During my lifetime, I granted over 200 requests for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Who am I? And now we're ready for vocabulary. Okay. Cameron, why don't you start? Yes. The first vocabulary word is a noun, and it is a person who does not belong to a particular group. The first vocabulary word is a noun, and it is a person who does not belong to a particular group. The second vocabulary word, and don't forget, all these words are in your clues. We're looking for a noun definition of which is time in addition to what is normal. We're looking for a noun, and the definition is time in addition to what is normal. 
And the last vocabulary clue is a adverb, and it means after death. The last vocabulary word is an adverb, and it means after death. I am looking at Cameron, and he has a shirt on today of his superhero, which is just unbelievable. So you want to give us a little uh, yes. clue? Yes. So this superhero, um, he is... Um, he's tall and he has orange hair and he has some really cool moves. And one of the cool moves he can do, it's called the Rasengan. And not only that, he can turn into a fox that has nine tails. So those are your clues. Wow, I'm impressed. Very good. Before we finish today, Cameron, would you like to tell people how they get in contact with us? Yes, so one way you can get in contact with us is you can go to www.frostburg.edu slash CLC. And on that website, you'll see a tab that says the CLC Super Sleuth Podcast. If you click on that, you will see additional information that we cannot provide in our clues. And you'll also see clues from all the other episodes. Another way that you can get in contact with us is you can email us at frostbergclc at gmail.com, and that is all lowercase. And you can send us an email with answers to the clues or if you have any questions or any suggestions. And then you can also reach out to us on SoundCloud as well, so you can send us a message there um, on SoundCloud. Thank you, Cameron. We'd love to hear from people. Here we go. We need a clue for the next episode. Is that right, Cam? We do. So the word we're going to work on a little bit just between you and I is called activist. An activist is someone who sticks up for other people or perhaps animals. So what, if you're thinking about someone who would be an activist, uh, who, what, what kind of an activist would you, would you like to be, would you like to meet? I would like to meet an activist who sticks up for people because I think sticking up for people who don't have as much or need help, I think that's important to do that. Okay. Would there be a second one? It would be someone who also sticks up for animals um, because, you know, we as people have to take care of animals. So somebody who, who does that. Okay. So we're looking for that kind of a person in our next episode. Thank you, Cameron. And we hope everyone has had a wonderful holiday. And we thank you for being part of our podcast. Yes. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you to all of you who take time out of your day to listen to us. We do appreciate it. And like uh, Bill said, happy holidays to you. It's been fun, Super Sleuths. Now make sure to submit your answers to who you believe is our mystery famous person and the three vocabulary words. Also, be sure to look for future episodes of the Super Sleuth podcast on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our SoundCloud page. Please join Bill and Cameron again for more time traveling. And in the meantime, great job, Super Sleuths. <laughs>